Welcome to the Dirt Reporters Podcast for the week of July 5th. I'm going themed today. Hopefully everybody had a great, you know, 4th of July yesterday. We were recording this on July 3rd, so the festivities are going to be going for us. So, uh, I don't know, is uh, Kevin Kovac, Robert Holman, Kyle McFadden, I'm Derek Kessinger, the Dirt Reporters as always, uh, weekly. Uh, Kovac, I'm just kind of running out of things to say for Ricky Thornton Jr. I think we can just like record a show, the beginning at least, every single week, and we can just replay it on and on. A big win there at Muskingum County. I think it's $130,000 in three weeks. Not not too shabby for RTJ. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, two wins in, two wins in each weekend. You know, Smoky Mountain, Lernerville, and uh, this past weekend at Muskegon County, won a prelim and the big race. Two fifty thousand dollar races, one thirty thousand dollar race. He's won five straight weekends, at least one race. That would be seven straight weekends if he didn't have that show me one hundred uh, win taken away Memorial Day weekend. Uh, he's just on man. He he's just going. I mean, you know, it, he he took the lead. He kind of ran um, second behind Brandon Overton for a while in the Muskegon County sixty, the Freedom sixty on Saturday. Uh, then just exploded it, it's like the way he did it in in other races he just explodes into the lead and really wasn't touched the rest of the way you know, he, he's he's just really got everything going on he, I, like i've said before like the whole team just looks like they're really confident and and know their their jobs and they go about their business and you know it, there's no panic in that team at all they've really got something uh something really really good going on there yeah, Kovac, it kind of reminds me of JD in 2015. He's kind of just coasting, riding along. He takes the lead. Then all of a sudden you look up, he's a whole straightaway ahead, and he's kind of just on cruise control. A very dominant performances here the last uh, last few weeks. Yeah, he like seems like he knows when to go. When he has the car to do it, and um, he, he's in control. He just knows, like, he, he feels so good about what he's doing right now. And um, it, it's, it's unusual to see a guy – be able to, to to go from winning these uh you know like on, on a you know not a, not real getting on big streaks or anything like in the last few years with ricky's been running the, the late model he's won big race he won the dirt track world championship but he didn't win like on huge big you're not seeing one time. you're not of, seeing jb yeah. overton streaks like we're seeing here now yeah you usually see a guy go from that <clears throat> to winning like this like these kind of just domination for like months month uh more than a month and winning big races and uh that's a pretty big jump that he's made and and that shows how how good he is i mean he's kind of skipped maybe even one uh one lay one level of uh progression here i would say the way he's uh the way he's really come on this year and we got another fifty thousand dollars to win on saturday at deer creek speedway uh, he's definitely going to be one of the favorites. And this other guy who's starting to heat up, he's probably going to be one of the favorites as well, Kyle McFadden. But first, how many bologna sandwiches you have out west? Qu- really quick. Did you eat a few of them? <laughs> I uh, I should have had one, you know, thinking about it. Um, and tag <laughs> Kyle Bronson in some, like, social media post or, like, whatever. That was uh, – there was a few quote of the years here this past weekend too, right, Kovac? Uh, yeah, so also Bobby Pierce, new points leader, Chris Madden, you know, struggled mightily. I mean, I think you would use those words here the last uh, week and a half. And we got a new points leader, uh, Bobby Pierce. He's kind of a, separating himself here. People always said, you know, he's always cherry picking the summer nationals during the, you know, the months of June and July. But 
You know, he's kind of shutting those critics up here, going out west to tracks tracks he's never been at, and he's putting on a show and he's spanking the field and he's kind of a building up a big points lead. And like we said last week, there's not going to be too many races where Bobby Pierce is going to be favored at the field here coming up the rest of the season for the World of Outlaws. He's he's going to be very tough to beat, I think. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, I kind of joked in victory lane to somebody um, that if you look at the outlaw schedule, it looks like Bobby Pierce made it right. I mean, all the all the tracks that he's really good at and would probably like to hit on a 50 race circuit. I mean, he all those racetracks, I'm, I'm sure he'd pick them right or at least most of them. There's only really a, a handful where you maybe look at the schedule and it's, you know, that's not really Bobby's territory, you know, for instance, like Charlotte and maybe some other places in the Southeast. And so, but no, I mean, this summer, I mean, he went from more than 50 points back, I think, of Madden, of Chris Madden. I think he was 66 points back of Madden after two nights in Volusia. Now he's 52 points ahead here going, I think there's 26 or 25 races left in the schedule. So plenty of racing still left to do, still more than halfway to go, but um yeah i mean he's he's won six of his last nine features if you count uh the summer nationals back-to-back races that he won before rejoining that right uh yeah the outlaw tour and so mm-hmm. uh but chris madden yeah I, I mean his best finish was fifth all week long he did finish um it was fifth at river cities and then sixth uh, at I-94. So, you know, a fifth and sixth there to end the week to kind of stop the bleeding, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he had multiple finishes outside the top 10. That's unlike him. And uh, But still, I mean, no worse than 14th all week long, too, for Chris Madden. So, you know, by his standards and expectations of 14th, we rarely see, obviously, Chris Madden run 14th anywhere he goes. Uh, but still, I mean, I think really, like, you know, Bobby Pierce is, is is just that good right now. I don't think Chris Madden is that bad. I just think that Bobby's that good. And so, uh, but, I mean, Ryan Gustin, he's 54 points out of the lead, too. Nick Hoffman, he was four points out of the lead at one point. Now he's 68 back. So, uh, Bobby Pierce is certainly separating himself there from the field. And uh, I had asked him after his win on Saturday at I-94, you know, what, what's it going to take for you to get on Ricky Thornton's level? And he, it was <laughs> short and simple answer for him, race him and beat him. And he thinks he's going to beat him next week at Deer Creek. He thinks that they're going to run one, two, and uh, he's going to come out on the positive end on of that. So, um, you know, jokes aside, he uh, he's confident. So, um, and I'm going to rank him. A number two in my top 25 poll, obviously Ricky Thornton is, is the clear cut a number one favorite, but um, we'll have to see how that race there toward the top of the leaderboard and our sport shakes out with Bobby and then our RTJ too. So um, yeah, two guys certainly taking both series by storm right now. And uh, as we head into the summer months here. Yeah, we need like uh we need Bobby Pierce to get the big W on uh Saturday night at Deer Creek just to get the people, you know, going saying, okay, maybe this guy can compete for the driver of the year because right now it's, you know, pretty clear favorite. We got a lot of crown jewels left, but, you know, they don't race very much, you know, especially with both on different series, but it's good. Uh, I think Bobby would get more like claim to fame, I think, a little bit too, 
just because he's winning so much, but you're, we're just still talking about Ricky Thornton Jr. Yeah, Kovac, before I go to Robert. Five of the next six weekends, those guys are going to be racing against each other. There we go. <laughs> so let's get after Deer it. Deer Creek, and then they go to the Silver Dollar Nationals, PDC, uh, uh, USA Nationals and North South 100. So it, it's a, it's, it's, it should be exciting. All big races. The, the only time they won't run is that, 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 uh, weekend the, in between the silver dollar nationals and, uh, in uh, gopher at, uh, at deer Creek. So, and they both have series races that weekend, but man, that should be pretty cool to see them all running against, you know, going head to head in all these big shows. Robert, uh, you had some races in your neck of the woods this past weekend. Uh, the summer nationals, I want to give a shout out to Benton, Kentucky. I think that's like the biggest turnaround of an event from the year before to have an event the next year. I mean, that, that race sporty Drake Trotman and Ashton winger. That's like, kind of remind me of like Brandon Shepard and uh, Bobby Pierce at Hopside is duking it out, throwing sliders at each other and haymakers. That was entertaining. Paducah, they had like, you know, the drama with the flat tires and Fager got the win there after rallying from the tail. And, uh, the final night there on that Friday at, uh, I guess it was Paducah, and they got rained out. They have a race here on Monday as we're recording, so we'll see who wins that weekly points. But it's looking like Ashton Winger. But what's just kind of caught your eye here this past weekend that you want to share with us? Uh, probably, you know, Ashton's ability to uh, just to kind of stay, just to grind it out when he was uh, running bad and having bad luck and just kind of turn things around. You know, uh, you know, he mentioned to me that to win this deal would be special but uh he definitely you know he's a competitor he wishes that he would win it with everybody else uh competing you know like fager's missed a few races now uh you know fager's clearly uh i think if fager stayed with the tour the entire distance he's clearly the favorite the the cream of the crop jason fager uh obviously he's really good at, at paducah had some really good luck right there to come back and win that race but uh, but probably, you know, what really stands out is just Ashton Winger's ability to grind it out uh, with, uh, you know, I'm not going to say in unfamiliar places because, you know, he's ran this deal an entire season two years ago. But, uh, you know, with limited help, just his dad and one crewman, uh, it's tough, you know, night after night. And, uh, you know, and then Paducah, I guess was like 105 degrees. That makes it really difficult. You know, he just has some terrible luck on this deal and he's been super fast. I was watching him and maybe it was Benton and he was really, really fast. And I just didn't think he was going to win the race. I just didn't think he. I don't know if it's just his age and his, he kind of, he kind of reminds me of Ashton Winger five years ago. You know, he reminds me of the, he reminds me of the, the Ashton Winger that, uh, that we used to watch five years ago where, uh, a little aggressive, uh, a little hard on equipment and just kind of bad luck befell him from track to track. And that kind of reminds me of where Drake Troutman's at right now. Drake Troutman is a super fast. He's has a super, he's a good race car driver, but I think he needs to, I mean, he's going to say that he's in the wrong place at the wrong time a lot. 
and that happens a lot, but that also happens a lot to younger drivers who don't have quite have the ability to to keep themselves out of that trouble just yet. And uh, I think as he matures and and figures that out, man, he's going to be one hell of a, a guy, to, especially in that region up there where he's from. And then when he travels, that ventures out of it, he's going to be a hell of a guy to contend with. So those two really, for the last week, I guess, of the of the Dirt Car Summer Nationals, were at the top and then of course there's there's jason fager who's just a you know 2010 champion just steady you know just uh, always there he's just kind of the he's kind of the mayor of the summer nationals right now basically because of his experience and because he's that one guy that with bab not running it and with with all these other guys not on tour he's kind of you know he's kind of taking that Dale McDowell role, so to speak, of the Dirt Car Summer Nationals. Uh, you know, kind of that veteran guy who others kind of look up to. So those are the things that kind of stood out to me week three. Yeah, they'll head to week four. Uh, it started last night at Tri-City on the 4th of July. So they're back in Illinois. The World of Outlaws are off this weekend. So might see like a Shirley or Dennis Herb Jr. popping in. Uh, for the 10 grand shows at Farmer City, especially. And then hope, hopefully we see some guys go run the Herald and Review 100 at Macon on Thursday. Uh, so I'm wearing this red, white, and blue American flag shirt. Uh, so celebrating America's birthday. And obviously, around the time of America's birthday, we have fireworks shows at the races. Um, I guess, first question is are you guys a fan of them at the race? Like, I know, like, we might be jaded just because we have to work afterwards. But Kevin Kovac, Cedar Lake, they put on a firework extravaganza. I heard theirs was an hour on Saturday night after the races. Uh, other racetracks do it around the four, especially during the summer nationals. And, like, I don't know, I'm, like, kind of in mute or, like, kind of just used to Fourth of July and fireworks. Like, I don't really don't think it's, like, a big holiday because I haven't really, you know, never celebrated outside the racetrack in my adult life. So, Kovac, first, we'll just go around the room really quick. Uh let Kovac answer. Once he's done answering, Kyle, you can just go right into it. But uh, Kovac, are you a fan of fireworks during you know during the race program? Uh, not. I mean, like you said, <clears throat> I think we've seen so many of them because we've been at the racetrack so many times around Fourth of July. I mean, there's fireworks. And you're always going to have like, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, four days around it. You know, two days. Those weekend yeah, so shows I... leading up to it, you get a lot. When I was growing up, I'd see them like you know, like in the late '80s and stuff. I'd go to New York, uh, you know, upstate New York for a, like the entire 4th of July week because there'd be midweek shows and I'd go to Syracuse for the mile for the 4th of July night race and then there'd be rolling wheels would have a modifier and every night would be fireworks and it'd be the same fireworks because they're all promote like I go to Canandaigua like that Saturday night for a regular show go to Weedsport. They're all promoted by the promoter Glenn Donnelly up there from Dirt Motorsports and and there would be the same fireworks every night and like if I'd seen them once, it'd be all right. But then uh, uh, I'd seen them four times or five times in a row. It wasn't that too too thrilling? Um, I, I do remember though. I was all I love the announce the announcers Joe Murata and Jack Burgess way back up there in New York. They would always when I was a kid, they would always uh, say like, oh, they would name the guy shooting the fireworks off as Three Finger Mordecai Brown. I mean, that's a famous name. Look him up or something. And I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it really was Three Finger Mordecai Brown. He'd be like, man, here comes Three Finger Mordecai Brown shooting this, shooting these fireworks off. Give him a hand. And 
off. So they didn't have a special three finger Mordecai Brown appearance or anything like that. So um, I just, that's a little sidelight. That was funny. Uh, I, I, I personally, if you're going to have fireworks are a big thing. There's a lot, people love fireworks. I mean, go to Disney world or something or any amusement park when they shoot fireworks off people like just are going crazy, you know? Yeah. I mean, they want it. I mean, there's so many people, they love them. And some of the biggest crowds of the year, maybe the biggest crowd of the year at a lot of racetracks is the fireworks night around 4th of July. Uh, I mean, you'll see them. There's, it, ho- hopefully you're getting them to come in the racetrack, not sitting out on the, on the, on the road uh, watching them because they know it's going to be good. But if you're going to have fireworks, have a good fireworks. Don't have some fireworks that, you know, you, you, you throw up in the middle of the racing program, you know, um, and it slows the racetrack. And like Todd, Turner has said that you don't know if you know if the racetrack lights might come back on. <laughs> so, uh, but make it something <laughs> spectacular, make it something good. I, I used to go to one East Windsor Speedway in New Jersey used to have the best fireworks show every year. Uh, and I mean, it would, wouldn't just be shooting up. I mean, it would be like a half hour, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. And they wouldn't just be up in the air. They'd be like, they'd have a modified, you know, uh, uh, catch you know, fireworks in the pit in the infield. I mean, it was cool. They had stuff on the ground, you know, not just aerial. Uh, I mean, that was worth it to go see. Just shooting some fireworks up for about five or ten minutes. That's not. I mean, it's expensive, obviously, but that's not what I'm looking for. If you see a real good one, I'm all for it. How about you, Kyle? Yeah, I um, I don't have any three finger Mordecai stories like Kevin. Um. <laughs> Or know anybody remotely close to Three Finger Mordecai, but um, no, I don't. You know, I've never. You know, I'm in the same boat too. Of you know that fireworks as firework displays. I think we can all appreciate a um, booming, uh, extravagant firework display, right? Where it just completely captivates you and and. Um, it's, uh, you know, not like long enough or not short enough or not too long or not too short. But um, I just feel like, uh, you know, racing, obviously, too, it's it's Memorial Day weekend and then it's Fourth of July weekend, I feel, as the two weekends that, you know, we really that are really big in our sport. And so obviously Fourth of July weekend, you think of fireworks. And so um, but personally, you know, I'm indifferent about them i'm not really too crazy for fireworks i could go with or a week like this because i'm going to be on the summer nationals beat this week and so maybe there's gonna be fireworks every night this week that i go to i'm not sure but uh you know that could very well be possible but um yeah i mean i think tracks can take advantage of that for sure um and certainly use as a as something to maybe draw more families to the track or kids to the track i mean if i'm a kid and fireworks and race cars right doesn't really get better than that it seems so um yeah i mean it's uh i don't really have any like memories really looking back on it i will say on saturday at i-94 there was a bunch of fireworks going off like three laps it's all over and i'm thinking like how long are these fireworks going to go off for? We're three laps into this feature and there's smoke everywhere. And there's fireworks in the middle of the racetrack, just everywhere. I'm just like, well, this is interesting. I've never seen this before. 
and it stopped after lap three, I think. So, uh, but I thought that it was going to keep going. So, but no, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't really have any cool stories like Kovac, but, um, you know, that's kind of my takeaway from all that. Uh, Robert, I have a couple of good stories. Well, at Big Shot Bob go. Uh, what about you? You like the you like the fireworks on the Fourth of July at the racetrack? Uh, I'm sure you prefer them. Maybe shooting them off after they're done, or you just you're just gonna be like a you know uh, Grinch of fireworks and don't want any. I'm uh, get off my lawn, man. Get off my lawn. <laughs> I'm agree. <laughs> I'm I'm just like a, I'm that guy. I just don't give a damn about fireworks. Um. I think, and the lights not come back on, that's terrible when that happens. Uh, you know, I, I, I agree with Todd, you know, that's a horrible thing for, for to happen. Um, they shut the lights down during a extended intermission, you know, and then the lights don't come back on or they've got those old filament type filament type lights where they take forever to, to come back to get heat back up that's the worst is when you have a you have an intermission you kill the lights you shoot fireworks off and then it takes another 15 to 20 minutes for the lights to come back on all that time is burnt uh so yeah i don't like that um i've been to tracks before where my favorite my favorite firework at a racetrack incident was when they're in the infield shooting them off and the like the like Roman candle, like the not the Roman candles that you hold and at your house, obviously, but the, the ones that are larger and uh the box turn fell over and got pointed <laughs> towards the stands and we're like psh, 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 shooting them out towards the stands. That was entertaining. Um fortunately I don't think any went into the stands. I think they died and hit the wall before they got across into the, across the stands. But that was to see people like, you know, like everyone, every time when we go off, shoot, you know, like, is it coming? You know, that was entertaining. Um, but no, I mean, the 4th of July for me guys has always held a really, really, and I'm just going to sidebar here for, for like two minutes, right quick. This is 4th of July has always held a very significant, um, it's been very significant for my family barbecue business. And that's the busiest time of the year. Uh, that's the, that's like that deal. That's like Christmas tree farms, you know, in December, you know, it's your busiest time of year. It's what you work forward to the entire, the entire year. That's what you're geared toward toward. And, um, usually when it was over, usually on, um, that evening, on July 4th, uh, you just didn't want to do anything. You didn't want to go watch fireworks. You just wanted to rest your eyes. So that's, that is, um, uh, one thing. The second thing is very few people can actually pinpoint. Well, I don't know how to really put this without just saying it. I know for a fact that, that, that my, my oldest child, my daughter, uh was created on july 4th i know that for a for a for a fact uh and, there were fireworks uh, actually yeah, yeah yes, wow. there were. fireworks there man yep. 
and and then I also know obviously that my youngest, my son, was born on July fourth. So his birthday's coming up, you know, tomorrow, uh, whatever day before yesterday, today, whenever the this damn show is gonna hit the hit the waves. I don't know. I'm confused, but but yeah. So so it's always been very significant without the fireworks, uh, and then hopefully, uh, you know. At the end of the day, you can get, get get to a race and personal preference if you're going to have them. And I agree with you guys that um, they do help, you know, if you advertise them right, you can draw some families in, bring some kids, see a fireworks show, you know, because it's almost like do you go to a fireworks show, fireworks to offset, to get them there, so you're not missing anything anywhere else in the world. We've got your fireworks right here for you. We're going to have the races, then we're going to have this big fireworks display. So... So yeah, that's kind of like the way that kind of works. It's almost a necessity if you're going to try to get, you know, because a lot of, you know, kids love them, you know, dogs hate them, kids love them. You know, you're going to want to like, uh, hey, you're not missing anything out there in the other, in the real world. Come on to the racetrack. We've got your fireworks for you. So that's kind of, uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of a necessity, I guess, that I don't care to stick around for, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, they, I mean, I like fireworks. They so just got to be done at a proper time. Uh, funny story, we were at Fayette County, which, by the way, has good fireworks. Uh, one tipped over and, like, shot into, like, one of the trailers, like an open trailer, and, like, the people were jumping out of the way. Uh, luckily, no one was hurt, but that was a pretty wild thing. You just – the lights are completely off, and you just see one of these – like, like blown up. That was pretty wild. And I think at I-80 in 20 – 12 or 13, they were lighting off fireworks and the start of the field on fire because it was a little drier weather. So they had to go delay the start of the feature there at I 80 at the Silver Dollar Nationals there in turn number three. And they had to get the, you know, the aim or the fire trucks there and they were spraying it out. So that was a pretty wild moment because that would have been crazy if we started like a, you know, wild prairie fire <laughs> in Nebraska. But those are some, you know, you got to be careful when you do the fireworks. But Kovac, like you said, like Robert says, and even Kyle, it's a great way to get new fans to the racetrack because they want to go see the fireworks. But keep that in mind. If you're a promoter, you've got to have – this is like your one chance to get new eyes on the racetrack because you have fireworks, but you've got to be able to capitalize on it and have a quick show. And the time that you're done, maybe you're doing fireworks at 10, 10, 30, and people are you know kind of enjoying it. So it's very important for that promoter if you're getting new people to the racetrack that you want to perform at your best. Yeah, we went, we got locked up there for a second, but I know exactly what you're saying. You're talking about the, the families involved coming, getting the families involved coming into the, uh, the fireworks show. And, and there, there's no doubt fireworks do draw in people that wouldn't normally go to the racetracks. I mean, you look at a minor league baseball teams. I mean, they're having fireworks regularly. They're always having fireworks, it seems like, all through the year. And those are, they, they juice the attendance because of those fireworks nights. Um, you can see it anytime you, you, if you go to one, go to some, uh, but if, you, if you're going to have fireworks, you're probably going to get more people and you better make sure that that's a good show. I do not want to see a rate a, a race. If I'm going to have a fire if I'm a promoter, I'm having fireworks show. I'm not having my, you know, I'm not having four or five divisions. I'm not, that is absolutely not the way you want to impress new fans that you have a chance to, you know, grasp here. You better make sure that you give a put a good show on. You could start have one division, maybe two, uh, that that would just be able to fill some space in between the headliner. But um, 
you can run a nice wait, quick wait, show, wait, make wait, sure those fireworks wait, Kevin, are not. Kevin, you you mean you don't want to have a nine a nine division card with hot lap qualifying until no. nine p.m. No, what? we're not I doing that. No, Why we're not? not doing that. No, we're not doing that because we want to make sure these fans are pumped up for when they don't, they don't have to sit through five or six hours of racing, qualifying, everything. They're going to come when the race starts and when the race to whatever time that starts with time the, the, the advertisement says to be there and, and they want to see fireworks, but give them a good show of racing. In moderation, they do not want to see a marathon of hours and hours, especially because they're most likely have a couple few kids, two, three, four kids maybe with them. Uh, that if you get a race that goes so long where they don't even have the fireworks before, uh, you know, before these kids are falling asleep, then you probably will never get those people back. Uh, and if you have to Go stop back. the race. In the middle and, and, and run the shoot the fireworks off in the middle and then the people all leave because they don't even see the feature that didn't help either so no let's mix make sure you give them a good show with the fireworks and look how lively uh kovac is cedar lake of the usa nationals after like that friday yep. they light off fireworks people are in the pits roaming around because they just wait until after and it's you know 9 45 10 o'clock sometimes there it, it's pretty enjoyable because people are watching gonna go see their heroes in the pits it, yeah like you got to be able to time it right yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make them sit around all night waiting for these fireworks. Uh, that's not a good. That's not a good situation. I mean, people get antsy. I know at a baseball game, if the game starts going longer and they're not getting to the fireworks that they came there to see. So, uh, yeah, make sure you put a good show on for them. And uh, yeah, the, the one thing about fireworks too after races, uh, when we're trying to get interviews, it makes it. It, it does show up when you're uh, trying to talk to somebody, interview them, and then these bombs are going off in the background. It's all over my recording. I had that happen at Lernerville on Friday night during the firecracker weekend. Uh, I mean, I, it was hard to hear, like when I'm transcribing, because there's so much stuff going. You know, so many fireworks. I was during the grand finale too, so it was very, very loud. <laughs> Yeah, you got to be careful on that. I think I've tried to do interviews, like I said, at Cedar Lake. That's always comes to mind to me that uh, got to take those pops out. Uh, yeah, so great holiday week. Hope you guys enjoyed your fourth. Uh, for promoters listening, kind of follow our lead there. This is a chance for you to get a good race program in because you're going to have some new eyes going the racetrack if you do promote very well, like Robert Holman said, with your firework display. Uh, one more thing, Kyle McFadden, let's lead off because I know you got to check out you're going to be grinding on the Hell Tour this week. And I don't know, it looks like you got a VIP room with a headboard. So, you know, big time. Man. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of, of the Summer Nationals, I was just going to say, yeah, hopping on week three here of the Summer Nationals. So we got Red Hill on a Wednesday, Macon there on Thursday, um, you know, former City Highland and then Tri State and Old Hopstot, Indiana. Hopstot. Albeit all of them. So, um week three here of the revamped new look hell tour so looking forward to getting back getting back there on the beat and uh i've really enjoyed todd's and robert's stories here um you know throughout the whole summer or throughout the you know past two weeks here on the hell tour beat so i want to keep that going and uh you know we'll see if there's any fresh faces and new names, new winners that emerge here during week three. Um, I'm looking forward to that. <clears throat> K-Dub, he's going to get a big victory this week, I hope. Uh, McKay Winger, he's going to go for 10 grand at Farmer City. He's been, like, circling that on his calendar, especially after that Lucas race. 
So we'll see if any local weekly guys can defend their home turf against the Summer Nationals. Always a great time as they go back to the lane of Lincoln for the final week before they head over to Michigan and Ohio. Uh, Robert, what do you got for us? Um, unless Kyle has found a, a DeLorean, uh, he's actually heading out to week uh, week four, correct? Yes. I, I don't want I don't I don't want him I don't want him to have to redo half the stuff that I've already done because it was exciting <laughs> but not that exciting. Uh, if he's, I don't want him to go back in time, you know, uh, no, uh, I think he kind of mentioned it actually. I'm just messing with you, Kyle. Like I love to do. Uh, but anyway, uh, I think he kind of mentioned it. If it, he might've broken up, whatever. My one more thing was actually about making and about the storm damage that happened, uh, storms over the last five, eight days that have come through the Midwest and, and, and part of the South even, um, have been pretty, pretty bad. Uh, in fact, I had four pieces of my roof blow off of my house on Saturday. It's tarped right now. A piece of the roof of the shop blew off. Um, as I was on my way home from Clarksville, which got rained out, the storms were really bad around here. So, uh, so yeah, Clark, uh, Macon suffered some damage. And, and I know that uh, I do know for, uh, for a fact there that uh, uh, they were trying to really they canceled the program over the past weekend and they were really uh busting it to try to get ready for this uh really what is one of the most historic races on the dirt car summer nationals the herald and review uh i wish that race would pay like twenty thousand dollars maybe one of these days it will but yeah they uh they it's a great place to go to if kyle's never been there he's gonna love it and uh and hopefully they've got all the all the things sorted out yeah, no doubt, Robert. The Herald Review 100 is probably the most famous race on the Summer Nationals. It's been a lot of Hall of Fame drivers have won that race, and let's hope that they get that uh, place cleaned up and they can have a great weekend. And also, Chris Kearns is promote, uh, owns a track now. Friday and Saturday, they're having you know the USAC sprints there for uh, for some racing there as well. And I think they're going to do a Hornet race with three. Uh, you know, open wheel guys versus three late model guys. I think Bab and Gordy Gundaker are the two late model guys. I'm not sure on the third, and they're going to kind of duke it out in a little like 10 lap uh, Hornet race. So that'll be very interesting too there Thursday night. So be sure to check that out. Uh, my one more thing is, as you know, last year, uh, Fairbury did the Falls fan draw. There's still tickets available. So contact the Fairbury American Legion Speedway Facebook or contact Matt Curl or just call the racetrack. $50,000 to the winner. Um, there's a 200 tickets sold, $1,000 per ticket. They got a few left. They're paying eight people some money there. One lucky fan goes with $50,000, 20000 12, 7, 5, 3, 2, and 1. Uh, so you got a pretty decent chance of uh, hopefully uh, taking home some money there. So if you want to get a couple buddies and uh, buy a Falls Draw ticket, you can do that with Matt Curl. And then also... As we saw last year, they're going to do five hundred dollars per uh, for lap leader lap. So Brandon Shepard, he led all hundred laps. He walked away. Kevin Kovac with a hundred thousand dollars as he led every single lap of the every single lap of the PDC. Personally, I like to have like seven or eight different leaders, and they can kind of distri distribute that money, you know, through the entire field. So uh, yeah, just be sure to get your falls draw ticket as well. Kovac, I think you froze there again. But I was saying that. You know, they're selling 200 tickets, 1000 bucks. get your buddies. There's a few tickets left. And then pretty cool is that $500 for lap leader money 
And then Brandon Shepard led a whole 100 laps last year, so he walked away with $100,000. But it'd be nice, you know, if uh, we had like eight or nine different leaders distributing that money around this year. So you know, get your ticket. Maybe me, you can go in on one. Yeah, it's good. Spread it around. I'm going to try to be really quick before we get locked up again. I'm just going to say this weekend I'm going to the Gopher 50 at Deer Creek Speedway in Minnesota. Great racetrack, greatly prepared racetrack. It uh, should be a good show. I mean, there's going to be some outlaw guys that'll be there, like Bobby Pierce, uh, because there's no outlaw show this weekend. So it could have uh, goose the field up a little bit. Um, one of the longest running races, too. I mean, that thing's been going on since the early 80s. And we started at Owatonna up there in Minnesota. Been at Deer Creek for a long time now. So make sure you catch out. That will be on Flow Racing. Starts Thursday, two preliminary nights with the twin features, semi-features, and then we go into the 50000 to win on, on uh, Saturday. Brandon Overton was the winner last year. Um, see if he can do it again. Can we, like, make the announcement? Will we get in trouble who's driving a certain car this weekend, too? I don't know. I mean, yeah, you got connections there. You have to see what's uh, what's going on there. Well, hopefully they see announcement. I'm not going to officially throw any team under the bus, but pretty two big names joining together this weekend for mm -hmm. the Gopher 50, which will be exciting. Uh, watch everything on Flow. This is the Dirt Reporters. Uh, I'm Derek Kessinger, Kevin Kovac, Robert Holman, and Kyle McFadden. Have fun this week, guys. Be sure to check in and next week when we're on the air again. And keep your browsers locked in at dirtondirt.com and Flow Racing. This is the Dirt Reporters. Thank you for watching.